Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless. I'm trusting in the Lord, I know the victory is mine. Just over that hill I know. I'll be walking on streets of gold. I'm not only going to make it, going to enjoy my trip. Well, I'm not only going to make it, I'm going to enjoy my trip. Well, I got my mind made up, no turning back, this is it. Well, I got Jesus to carry my load. He's in there and he knows the road. I'm not only going to make it, I'm going to enjoy my trip. Well, I'm not only gonna make it, I'm gonna enjoy my trip. Well, I got my mind made up, no turning back, this is it. Well, I got Jesus to carry my load, he's been there and he knows the road. I'm not only gonna make it, I'm gonna enjoy my trip. Well, the devil said you can't make it, you might as well stop. Ain't no use to try, you're never going to reach the top. But praise God, here I am, looking over in the promised land. We're not only going to make it, going to enjoy our trip. Oh, yes, we're not only going to make it, we're going to enjoy my trip. Well, I got my mind made up, no turning back, this is it. Well, I got Jesus to carry my load. He's been there and he knows the road. I'm not only going to make it, I'm going to enjoy my trip. Well, the devil said, you can't make it. You might as well stop. Why, ain't no use to try. You're never, never, never going to reach the top. But praise God, here I am. I'm looking over. In the promised land, oh, I'm not only gonna make, gonna enjoy my trip. Well, I'm not only gonna make it, gonna enjoy my trip. Well, I got my mind made up, no turning back, this is it. Well, I got Jesus to carry my load. He's been there and he knows the road. I'm not only gonna make it, gonna enjoy my trip. There's a mountain to climb and a river there to cross. I'm trusting in the Lord. I know the victory's mine. Just over that hill I know. Gonna be walking on streets of gold. I'm not only gonna make it, I'm gonna enjoy my trip. Well, I'm not only gonna make it, Gonna enjoy my dream. Well, I got my mind made up. No turning back. This is it. Well, I got Jesus to carry my load. He's been there and he knows the road. I'm not only gonna make it. I'm gonna enjoy my dream. I'm not only gonna make it. Gonna enjoy my dream. Well, I got my mind made up. No turning back. This is it. Well, I got Jesus to carry my load. 
only knows the road. I'm not only gonna make money join my tree. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sister Doris, can you give heaven on high when burdens of life are laid down? We'll wear the bright roving ground. It's going to be wonderful in the by and by. It's going to be wonderful in glory to my It's going to be wonderful beyond the bright star. In heaven, no tears to shed. No weeping or once in the dead. It's going to be wonderful in the by and by. Get there with glory light everywhere. It's going to be wonderful in heaven on high. When all those vegans stand rejoicing around the throne, it's going to be wonderful in the by and by. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. because everything happens for a purpose. He has a reason for everything. Sometimes it's hard to thank him for some things, but it's important to thank him because he says in everything, give thanks, even the things you really don't enjoy, but they're still for your good. So I just want a heart that says, have thy own way. And help me have the right attitude to get through it. And he will. He'll hold our hands. Oh, his ways are higher than our ways. His heavenly mind is much more perfect than our earthly ones.
sobering presence of the Lord that is here. If we ever accomplish anything in life, we'll have to allow the Lord to have his way in our lives. If we don't do that, we will fail, absolutely and utterly fail in life. And uh, uh, I've been, I've had this, I forgot to read it uh, from Dr. Peter Mulkey from the hospital, French Valley Medical Center. And uh, said, Dear Philip and congregation, I wanted to take a moment to thank you and the congregation provi for providing fruit to our staff. Your thoughtfulness and support of our team members is very much appreciated. During these times, as well as all uh, your support of our organization in the past, and uh, sincerely, Peter Mulkey. Amen. If you will, turn with us uh, to the book of 1 Samuel, and uh, I have some serious preaching to do tonight, and, uh, and I beg you to pray for me that the Lord will help me. Uh, in the 1 Samuel 24 and verse 9, 1 Samuel 24 and 9, good to see you in the house of the Lord tonight, Brother Matt. Amen. Good to see all of you. Our crowd's growing some, <laughs> I'm very appreciative of that, and uh, 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 get everybody over this COVID, it'll sure be a blessing. 1 Samuel 24 and 9, David said to Saul, Wherefore hearest thou men's words, saying, Behold, David seeketh thy hurt? Well, the devil will lie to you, won't he? And he said in verse 10, Behold, this day thine eyes have seen, how the, the Lord hath delivered thee, Today into mine hand in the cave, and something bade me kill thee, but mine eyes spared thee. And I said, I will not put mine hand, you listen to what David's saying, I will not put mine hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. Moreover, my father, see, yea. See the skirt of thy robe in my hand. I've got it right here in my hand. Look at the robe. Look at your robe. The skirt is gone. I've got it here. For in that I cut off the skirt of thy robe and killed thee not. Now know thou and see that there is neither evil nor transgression in mine hand. And I have not sinned against thee. And I want you to get that last phrase. Yet thou huntest my soul to take it. I have not sinned against thee. Yet thou huntest my soul to take it. Saul is devil directed here. Devil inspired to try to destroy the life of David. And he is hunting his soul. I want to preach to you tonight about the hunter of souls. In Ezekiel, the 13th chapter, the Bible said in verse 2, 
son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy and say thou unto them that prophesy out of their own hearts. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, thy prophets are like the foxes in the desert. Verse 7. Have you not seen a, a vain vision? And have you not spoken a lying divination? Whereas you say, the Lord saith it, albeit I have not spoken. Verse 10. Because, even because, they have seduced my people. Likewise, verse 17. Likewise, thou son of man, set thy face against the daughters of thy people, which prophesy out of their own heart, and prophesy thou against them. I want you to notice verses 18, 19, and 20, where my text, main part of my text come from. Thus saith the Lord God, Woe to the women that sew pillows to all armholes and make kerchiefs upon the head of every stature. And the Bible makes this statement, to hunt souls. Then he asks the question, Will you hunt the souls of my people? And will you save the souls alive that come unto you? Jesus is the only one that can save a soul alive. Verse 19. And will you pollute me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread? Again, to slay the souls that should not die. And to save the souls alive that should not live by thy lying to my people that hear your lies. Verse 20. Wherefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against your pillows, wherewith you hunt the souls to make them fly. I will tire them from your arms and will let the souls go, even the, the souls that you hunt to make them fly. In Ezekiel, the 13th chapter, God is judging the prophets there that deceived Jerusalem's people by their pretended visions. These false prophetesses decoyed men. They planted groves. And then they had beautiful flower gardens in those groves. And they deceived and performed evil and impure rites of worship of Ashtaroth or Venus. You know, we understand these, these, these women prophetesses. And the Bible is not against a woman prophetess. You understand that? The Bible is not because Israel had their female prophets. And as Exodus 15, the Bible specifically says Miriam, the prophetess, she was the sister of Aaron, the high priest. Deborah, the prophetess, judged Israel. And, uh, and Huldah, the prophetess, you know, uh, she dwelt in Jerusalem in the college. So uh, that tells me that she was uh, very well accepted there. But I want you, and then uh, in Luke, there was Anna, the prophetess. She was of great age. and She prophesied uh, to Jesus. But I want us to look in Nehemiah, the sixth chapter. Uh, you know, Tobiah and Sambalat, 
they hired a prophet. Amen. You can, you can hire you a prophet if you want to. If you got enough money, there'll be somebody that'll do that. So, to, and the Bible said there in verse 12 of the sixth chapter, they hired a prophet. And, it, and the purpose of it was that I should be afraid and do so in sin and have matter and an evil report and they might reproach me. But he said in verse 14, My God, think upon Tobiah and Sambalat and the prophetess Noadiah that tried to put me in fear. Now I want to tell you something. The devil's a bad devil. Are you hearing me? And the devil is hunting souls. He's doing everything in his power to destroy us in this evil hour. Are you hearing me? Revelation 2 and 20. I've seen a few things against thee. I have a few things against thee. Because thou sufferest that woman, Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and what does she do? And seduce my servants to commit fornication. Oh God. You know, this, this word prophetess and seduce and commit fornication shouldn't be in the same sentence. Should it be? A prophetess and she is teaching and she is seducing the servants of the Lord to commit fornication. It shouldn't be. But the women spoken of here in Ezekiel 13 are specifically called lying prophets for gain. The, the, you know, they're, they're looking after barley and some bread. And uh, most uh, ancient and modern interpreters say, I, when I started, the Lord started dealing with me, I couldn't understand what it was talking about, those pillows and kerchiefs and, and the armholes. But what it, it says is that those pillows were charms and the kerchiefs veils. And the sorcerers used their charms and veils as conspicuous ornaments to attract attention to themselves. And the veil was worn by magicians to seem more mysterious and awe-inspiring. And the Bible said they, they put charms on every finger joint. You ever seen them? Amen. What is that? What is the wearing of jewelry? on that stuff what it is it's to call a, a cause attraction to yourself Amen. I'll never forget Carolyn talking about they went to Michigan uh, to uh, Lawrence's funeral and he had a sister with him and she had rings diamond rings on every finger and he, he happened to look around and in a bad part of Detroit and he said Suvi you're going to get us killed Get that off of your hands. You need to get that off your hands. They put fingers, joints, those charms, and they prophesied by divination to obtain oracles. They threw claws and veils over the heads of all who sought them to snare profane Profane the Lord's name. They used lying ceremonial tricks. You've seen them. They cut the woman in two. They do all that stuff. It's all tricks. It's ceremonial tricks to cheat them. To rest on those luxurious arm cushions. They duped 
their veiled heads. What they did when you come in, they put a veil over your head. And this, this peculiar and lawful spiritual flights, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that's imaginary. Have you ever been in the car wash and you feel like your car's moving? When it's not your car moving, it's all. That's that thing going around that's moving. You know, it's, it's an illusion. It's delusional to think that it's moving. It's really sad that many would rather hear pleasant lies than to hear unpleasant truth. You hear me? They would much rather hear pleasant lies than to hear unpleasant truth. My God, if there's anything I want to do, I don't want to hurt any of you. But I want you to understand, it, there is a devil that seeks your soul. He is hunting for an opportunity to destroy you. They made the heart of the righteous sad. And they strengthened the hands of the wicked. They misled they misled the people promising life to the ungodly and promising and prophesying disaster to the righteous. Christians should live by God's word and, the, and seek the teaching of the Holy Ghost. I said, we should live by God's word. Amen. And seek the teaching of the Holy Ghost. We must trust God's promises and Keep His commandments to shield us from delusion. Listen, the Bible said in Psalm 91, 3, Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. My goodness, I don't need somebody to drape something over my head and for me to have a delusional experience amen i want the real holy ghost how about you amen the, the bible said in hosea 9 and 8 the prophet is a snare as a fowler in all his ways and and hatred in the house of his god and the bible said in hosea 9 and 9 they have deeply corrupted themselves man i'm telling you what i'm not going to be following a prophet i want to follow the word of the lord spoken by the holy ghost Amen. Oh, God. And the Bible said in Proverbs 6 and 5, Deliver thyself as a robe from the hand of the hunter. Amen. And you know what it says there in Proverbs 6 and 5? Deliver thyself from the robe as a robe from the hand of the hunter. It, and it says, it means like run like a deer. There's nothing runs like a deer. And you need to run like a deer when you have that spirit. That hand of the hunter, the hunter of souls. Amen. Listen, the Bible said in Psalms 124 and 6, Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Oh God, my God have mercy. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who hath made heaven and earth you had better not be listening to a smooth talking devil amen oh god oh god i'm gonna tell you something uh, uh, y'all y'all heard of the massacre of saint bartholomew's day have you heard of that in history how many have heard of that the massacre of saint Mar bartholomew's day catherine de medici there uh she uh she used her daughter uh, uh, as a decoy. 
she gave her daughter in marriage to the head of the Huguenot Protestant Christians. And she wanted to kill out all of the Protestants. She, from, uh, from, uh, she wanted everybody to be brought, brought back under Catholicism. And so she said, I want peace with you. And she gave her daughter Margaret uh, 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 to Prince Henry of Navarre, the leader of the French Protestants. And so she proclaimed a great wedding there in the city. And they came to Paris to the great wedding. And when they got to Paris, then when they got all of them in, all of the Protestant Christians, the Huguenots. You've heard that there's a group of them there in Richmond area, Huguenot Academy and, and those, those Huguenot churches uh, out next to Richmond. Those people escaped from the, the persecution there in France. But here, when they got there to Paris, when they, she got them all in, she had the gates closed. And then everybody, amen, there the soldiers began to massacre the, the Protestant Christians there. On, in 1572, there was over 30,000 Protestant Christians killed in Paris that day and thousands more in other cities. Amen. You know, and it was a great jubilation in Rome. And they, they worshipped God because those Protestants were killed by the thousands. I want to tell you something. There is a devil that will rejoice to know that you're dead. And there is a devil that will rejoice in that he can ensnare and entrap you. Now, why in the world am I preaching like this? I know God is dealing with somebody. And there is a devil that is working to entrap and ensnare somebody right now. Somebody under the sound of my voice, whether you're watching my Facebook Live or multiple people may be in this congregation. But I want you to know there is a smooth-talking devil. And here he's come to hunt souls. He is trying to destroy everything in his power to destroy. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 5. They have a form of godliness. Watch that stuff. Watch those people that have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof from such turn away. And I thought about having a form of godliness. Well, I want to tell you something. The power of God is to deliver you from sin. And you're not going to be sinning. There's no such thing as a sinning saint. Hello out there in Radio Land. I said there is no such thing as a sinning saint. You either is or you ain't. Amen. There's nothing in between. But Bible said here, and that's 2 Timothy 3 and 5, having the form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Verse 6, for... Of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts. I'm telling you, sisters, I love every one of you, and we can't have church without you. But I'm telling you what, if there's anything, we don't need silly women leading the worship. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that we don't have. We don't have to fall. Amen. But we, we've got to watch these smooth talking, these guys that want to get your souls. These women, they sold the pillows, their kerchiefs. Amen. They're going to put that over your head and you can't see. And they, they're trying, they're hunting souls. They're hunting souls. They're wanting to destroy, to slay the souls. You know, the striking fact in Matthew 7 and 21 through 23, it is Christ who will say to the false preachers in that day, I never knew you. Because the Bible said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Then will I profess unto them, Amen, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I want to tell you something. There is no church and no preacher that's going to be committing fornication and adultery with people in his congregation. Not a true child of God. Am I saying it right? Amen. I, I, you, don't, you know I don't often preach like this, but I know God's dealt with me, so I'm going to preach it. These... Uh, Jim Jones, how did he get all those people under his control? He had a seducing spirit, and it was just, and he destroyed hundreds and hundreds and thousands of souls with that seducing spirit that he had. And the devil doesn't care. He doesn't care about you being religious, he just wants your soul. And you cannot do things wrong and have the Spirit of the Lord in you. Amen. We must understand that. Oh, God. Oh, God. Amen. Amen. The thing that is important. Amen. The thing that is important for you and I. Amen. It's for us to understand that we have an eternal soul. And it's not so much what we gain in this world. Amen. Uh, you know, there was, uh, during World War II. That was Sunday, April the 8th, 1945. The war was almost over. And there was Pastor Ben Hoffer who held a little service there in that prison camp that day. Amen. And he was just finishing up his prayer when the door opened and there was two evil-looking Nazi soldiers came and said, Prisoner, Ben Hoffer, come with us. And everybody there knew what that meant. The words meant, we're taking you to the scaffold. And as he bid his fellow prisoners goodbye, he said, For me, this is the beginning of a new life, eternal life. Oh, Pastor Ben Hoffer, amen, he was faithful, amen. He was in prison. He was in a Nazi death camp, and they hung him for no reason other than he was a child of God. But I'd rather be hung in a prison camp than to be an adulterous, licentious devil proclaiming that I am a preacher. Amen. My God, man, when you act like you are a child of God and you're nothing but a devil in sheep's clothing, you are reprobate beyond repair. Amen. 
My God. Oh, God. Amen. I want you to look. Genesis 2 and 7. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. I want you to understand all souls come from God. God is the giver of life. Amen. And he wants our souls to live eternally. It is his will for us to live eternally. Amen. But you cannot be deceived by this ungodly world. Amen. This world, the internet is full of evil. Every type of pornography and perversion under the sun. But I'm going to tell you one thing. You can't be a partaker of that and be a child of God. Amen. The Bible tells us in Genesis 17 and 14. The uncircumcised man child, that soul shall be cut off. He hath broken my covenant. This is the first mention of a soul being cut off and a broken covenant. Oh, God, I want you to understand. You can, if you break the covenant of God, you know what's going to happen to you. Your soul will be cut off. Oh, man. Amen. Just up the road that, I, you know, I don't want to say uh, I, a whole lot, but, uh, you know, the president of a Christian university, can I say, and I don't want to say a whole lot because I don't want the devil get the glory out of it. But I'm going to tell you one thing. You cannot live in perversion. It's going to catch up with you. It will destroy you. It will destroy your ministry. It will destroy others. My Lord. My Lord. And I, I was talking. Our niece come in from Lynchburg. Uh, and, uh, and so she. And I was talking to her. And she said, Uncle Philip, you don't know the half of it. And I said, I want to tell you one thing. It is the danger of preaching eternal security. You are secure as long as you stay in Christ. And there's no devil able to take you out of God's hand. But you can willfully choose sin and this evil world and lose your religion and true salvation. Are you hearing me? My God. And so that soul, that soul shall be cut off that has broken my covenant. That, that is the first mention. That is Genesis 17, 14. That is the law of first mention. The law of first mention is God shows us here, even in the book of Genesis, that you can break his covenant and your soul will be cut off. Genesis 35 and 18 says, As her soul was departing, for she died. She called his name Benoni. Amen. But his father called him Benjamin. Amen. This is the first mention of a soul departing and death and burial. Because the Bible said in verse 19 of Genesis 35, Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. But I'm telling you what, her soul departed. And when her soul departed, she died and was buried. Oh God, I'm telling you one thing. If you die with sin in your heart and life, amen, as the tree falls, so shall it lay God have mercy you cannot live your life with sin in it Amen. Exodus 30 and 15 
They give an offering unto the Lord to make an atonement for your souls. Before the Lord to make an atonement for your souls. Thanks be to God. Now we have, we understand that the Lord wants not when this, this soul is cut off, the covenant is broken. God wants the, uh, an atonement for your souls. In Exodus 31 and 14, you shall keep the Sabbath for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defileth it shall surely be put to death. For whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Oh God, you understand they were to keep the Sabbath. Amen. It is holy unto the Lord. And I know we're not, we are not Sabbath keepers. We are the Lord's day keepers. But I'm going to tell you something. It, it, we're, a lot of us are doing way too much on the Lord's day. You don't need to go on shopping trips on the Lord's day. The Lord's day is made to give you rest. And recuperation and worship. Amen. Oh God, the Lord's day is made for you to worship. Amen. Amen. And then the Leviticus. Man, I, I'm I don't mean to I don't mean to be harsh. Please don't think that I'm trying to be harsh. Amen. But I, uh, yeah. One of the the Swiss uh, reformers, Felix Neff, he was walking down in the, one of the streets of Luzon, Switzerland there. And he, he looked in the distance and he saw what he thought was one of his friends. And he came up behind him and tapped him on the shoulder. And he said, what is the state of your soul, my friend? And when the man turned around and looked at him, he realized it wasn't his friend. He didn't know this man at all. And he apologized to him and he said, sir, I'm sorry. I thought you were my friend. Amen. Uh, and... Uh, and, and but that some three years later, that man came to Neff and uh, he said, I want to thank you for what you did for me. And he said, sir, I don't even recognize you. I don't know what I have done for you. He said, you remember a little over three years ago, walking down the street of Luzon and you tapped a man on the shoulder and you asked him, what is the state of your soul? And he said, oh, yes, yes, I do. He said, that's me. And he said, I couldn't get it off my mind. And after much struggle and reflection, I understand that my soul was not ready to meet God. But I am now ready to meet the Lord. Oh, God. Amen. Can I look you in the eye tonight? brothers and sisters and I want to know what is the state of your soul how is it with you how is it with you between you and your God are you ready are you ready to meet the Lord can you meet the Lord right now how, what is the state of your soul there is a hunter of souls that seeks to defile and destroy you and you cannot allow the devil to get a hold of you amen you cannot allow that. And Leviticus tells us, if a soul shall sin through ignorance, and if the Bible goes through and tells them what all they have to do, he shall lay his hand upon the bullock's head and kill the bullock. Amen. I want you to know, sin requires a blood sacrifice. I said sin requires a blood sacrifice. This is the first mention of killing a sacrifice. Pouring out the blood and atonement and sin forgiveness. Amen. The Bible makes it very clear of individual responsibility to see to the sinlessness of your own soul. 
Sister Amanda, I can't see to your soul. Amen. You understand, Sister Connie, Sister Brenda? I could go through. I'm just looking at you and saying, I can't see to your soul. I am the shepherd of the sheep. I'm the pastor of this church. And, and, and all of this COVID, I feel so inadequate to try to be a pastor. You can't go see people. You can't go and do what you need to do. Amen. Poor Sister Lovis is there in the hospital. Can't see her. But I want you to understand. If that soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments... And if the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring for his sin a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. So the Bible shows us that it is the individual's responsibility. It's not the high priest's responsibility, but it's incumbent upon you. It is your responsibility to make sure that your soul is cared for and taken care of every day of your life. All right? You understand? Amen. And the Bible said, even, you know, this, this really got me. Leviticus 5, I never noticed it before. If a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing and is a witness, whether he have seen or known of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear his iniquity. Amen. You know, I, I never understood when I was around people cussing and carrying on stuff, I'd go away and I would feel dirty. And it's a principle in the Bible. If a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing and is a witness, and if a soul touch any unclean thing, if he be hidden from him, he shall be unclean and guilty. And if a soul swear, pronounce him with his lips to do evil, then he shall be guilty. But oh, I'm so glad that the Lord has fixed a ransom and an atonement for our sins. I want to talk to you just a little more. I, I, I know... Amen. I want you to get this. The Bible said in Genesis 10 and 8, Cush begat Nimrod. Amen. And he began to be a mighty one in the earth. And he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod the mighty hunter before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. You understand, he started out hunting animals. And he organized men to help him. They got together and they were hunting the wild beasts. Amen. But he began to use that ability as he trained those young men to help him hunt wild animals. He began to use that ability to have dominion over men. He ingratiated himself to their favor with the hunting of animals. And Nimrod gathered a, a large group of strong, robust young men to join him in hunting. He went and he taught them how to capture. He taught them how to kill wild bees and how to endure hardship and training. And he took their training to the next level and trained them in military exercises to get men. You know, I want you to get this. Nimrod is called Bacchus in mythology. Bacchus is the god of wine. Amen. And I want you to get that. The Bacchus, amen. Bacchus and debauchery. Amen. Wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging and whosoever is deceived thereby. Don't tell me that you can drink alcohol and be a Christian. Come on now. No, 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 no. Be not drunk with wine. We're in. That is excess. Amen. One of the titles of Bacchus is an hunter. 
He was the first to learn the art of hunting. The Assyrians deified Nimrod or Nimrod and placed him in the constellations of heaven. They called him Orion. Amen. And they joined Orion to the star called the Dog Star. He was literally a hunter. He was also a tyrannical ruler and a governor of men. The Targon of Jonathan says he was a powerful rebel before the Lord and of Jerusalem he was powerful in hunting sin before the Lord my goodness I want to tell you what there's some people that what they're they're not interested in going home and doing right they are interested in trying to find sin of some sort they're not happy unless they are sinning and doing awful things there oh God but I want you to understand he was powerful in hunting sin before the Lord Nimrod set up idolatry to confirm his usurped dominion. Amen. And set up a new government. He set up a new religion to supplant God's worship and governmental institutions. And he became a hunter of men, a trapper of men by stratagem and force in defiance of Jehovah. Amen. Oh God. Oh God. Amen. Amen. Y'all get ready to come to the music. Amen. Oh, listen. Amen. Jewish writers say he was a mighty hunter as he was always taking provinces by force. He became a mighty hunter and a violent invader of his neighbor's rights and properties. And I want you to listen to me. Amen. Socialism and communism are in diametric opposition to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? Amen. You can read, you listen, look at the news, listen to what's happening. In China, they have been forcing people to take, they've been tearing the steeples down off of churches, right? You've been seeing that, have you not? Amen. Now they're making a proclamation. You cannot worship Jesus Christ, you must worship Chairman Mao and Chairman Xi. Amen. I'm not going to worship Donald Trump or Joe Biden, either one. I don't worship any man. Amen. But this spirit, this spirit of rebellion, and these people, amen, all of these lockdowns, amen, uh, they may mean well, but I'm telling you what, it is a government, top-down enforcement, down oppression on us. When they, when they accuse you because you're going to church, you're doing something evil. And there's a lot of politicians who are saying that. Amen. Amen. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Amen. Listen to me. Amen. Revelation 18, 1, after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power. He cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon the great has fallen, has fallen, and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit. The kings of the earth committed fornication with her. Merchants of the earth are waxed rich. I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins. You cannot be attached to this world. you got to keep your job. And earn a living for your family. But you better not be attached to this world. Right. 
Because come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her. No man buy their merchandise anymore. Cinnamon. Listen, listen to the things that they're talking about. The 12th verse, all of these things they're buying. Verse 13, cinnamon, odors, ointments, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, beasts, and sheep, and horses, and chariots, and slaves. And the last says, and the souls of men. When you get... Hung up and tied in with this world. They're after your soul. They're after your soul. You join our organization. We'll see to you and we'll take care of you. Amen. Oh, yeah. I, you know, brother was come, brought the fruit to us, and he, he's talking about how wealthy and influential some of his family was. But he said, when I got saved, I refused to be a part of that. And I, if you want to know, I can tell you privately. But I'm going to tell you, you man, people will get offended at me. Because when I mean, he said, I said, I'm not going to be a part of that. Amen. Amen. Dear, dear God, slaves in the souls of men. The devil wants to make a slave out of you. And when he gets through, he's going to take your soul. He's going to destroy your soul. Amen. Stand with me, please. Have you ever heard the story of Kasper Hauser? There in Germany. He appeared on the streets of Nuremberg, Germany. And he claimed he'd been kept in a prison cell since he was a baby and he'd never heard anybody talk. Amen. Uh, of course, there's a whole lot of controversy about that. Amen. Amen. But I want, when he came out, and he had all of that grand story to tell, and there were people that didn't believe it, and his, on his tombstone it says, Here lies Caspar Hauser, riddled of his time. His birth was unknown, his death mysterious. Amen. Here lies a mysterious one who was killed in a mysterious manner. Amen. Listen. There was a guy named Robert Herbert Thompson many years ago, many years ago, many, many years ago. He owned 180 newspapers. He owned 290 other companies. That's a whole lot of companies, isn't it? 290 companies, 180 newspapers. Back, way, way back, he was worth $300 million. And somebody asked him, said, How much would you give to own the New York Times? And like a flash, a flash he answered, I think I'd mortgage my soul. I would mortgage my soul to own the New York Times. Amen. Dear God, dear God. Dear God, dear God. Amen. I want to tell you something. Amen. You're making a bad choice. Amen. The Sunday school teacher asked one of his class students there. Amen. He said, anybody, any of you all know of anybody making a bad bargain in the Bible? One boy said, yes, I do. Esau made a bad bargain and he sold his birthright 
for a bowl of pottage. Another one spoke up and said, Judas made a bad bargain when he sold his Lord for 30 pieces of silver. The third child spoke up and said, Ananias and Sapphira made a bad bargain when they sold their land and then told Peter a lie about it. And the fourth boy spoke up and said, Our Lord tells us that he that makes a bad bargain to gain the whole world and loses his own soul. These, they're hunting souls. Will you hunt the souls of my people? Will you slay the souls of my people? Yet there you hunt the souls to make them fly. There was an illusion that they were able to fly. The souls that you hunt. I want you to realize you may say I'm 80 years old. The devil's not after me. The devil's after you too. And he's after me. You understand he's after every one of us. Bow your heads for prayer, please. Our Father, we thank you for the word of the Lord tonight. I've tried with all sincerity. I know I've preached strict and hard, Lord. But it's not to hurt souls. It's not to injure. But it is to warn our people and to help our people to understand that the wages of sin is death. God of heaven, and we cannot, we cannot get attached to this world if, we, if it's Nimrod is after your soul. He's after your soul. You've got 290 companies and you own 180 newspapers and you're willing to mortgage your soul to get another newspaper. Amen. Dear God, dear God, deal with us this day. Deal with us around these altars and help our people to fear you and walk uprightly before you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Amen. Would you lift your hands with me and help me to say, God, help me to guard my soul. God, help me to guard my soul. It's my responsibility. It's incumbent on me. I must not go to bed tonight. I must not give sleep to my eyes unless I make sure that my soul is right with the Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, meet us around these altars, please. Meet us around these altars.
satisfied with God's great redemption plan. I'm satisfied, insufficient for all men. I'm satisfied with his work on Calvary, work on Calvary. Is my Lord truly satisfied with me? I want my Lord to be satisfied with me. With me. I want my life to be what he had me be. And when I come to that great eternity, eternity, this I would say, is he satisfied with me? Lord, give me strength, give me courage, make me bold, that I might lead some lost sheep unto the fold, that I might set on a train of To be one, 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 to one, 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 with me. I want my life to be Eternity is my word Lord, give me strength, give, give me courage, courage, make me bold, make me bold. That I might lead some of sheep unto the fold. That I might stand and a strength for thee that with me. I want my life to be one. And when I come to that great eternity, great eternity, his law would say, I want my Lord to be satisfied, satisfied with me. I want my life to be one. 